Hey, what's going on, you Wing Bang listeners? Before we get started on a very awesome episode talking weight loss with Mike Jen and George Wu, just want to say apologies for the recent hiatus. September is going to be a little bit more of a quiet month. Uh, look out for for one more episode leading into the next NBA season with me and James Liao, um, as well as something special that's going to come from me and Jeff Liu, assuming we get our shit together. So. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. Uh, we got some good stuff coming down the pipeline. And now, Mike Jin. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Wing Bang Podcast. I got a really special episode tonight because I'm a little bit lubricated and I have a new guest to the pod, Mr. Michael Jin. How are you? Fantastic. I'm kind of in the same state as you are right now, I'm sure. Yeah. It, but it's, it's an honor to be here, man. <laughs> no, it's been great to have you guys. And, you know, you're here with my, my buddy, George Wu. How's hey, it going? hey, how's it going? As well as his wife, Miranda, in the, in the background making tea. What's up, Miranda? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> thanks for thanks for making the trip, guys. And uh, we finally got to do this, Mike. Actually, you know, I, I think it was almost a year ago that we were down in LA and we had talked about recording this episode. And I, I think just it's with been the, a long time coming, so much has changed even in the past year that like we, we even have more to talk about. So, Definitely, it, man. so let's start with you know what why you're on this because you're the last member of the 2019 uh, Miles. What what is it? What what did we even call Run it? For water. 20, 2019 miles to water <laughs> program water, that that six of us decided to do. And uh, for those of you listeners who don't remember, uh, myself, Mike, George, as well as Hav, Tan, and Jeff Liu decided to commit to running two thousand and nineteen miles over the course of six months. I had the opportunity in recent months to interview the other guys, but Mike finally had the chance to have you on. So. This, this is extra special to me because you're the only person that I've actually seen the, the physical results for. I mean, you know, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the rest of us, you know, we're, we say, yeah, you know, we, we, we put in the time. We felt better about ourselves. We felt like we were finally able to commit to something. But you, I mean, you went from, like, what, 200 and... Yeah, I mean, a year a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was at 225 pounds. Holy shit. And then today, I am weighing in at 188. Yeah, so... Well, 37, 37 pounds, almost 37 pounds, pounds. and, and, and it's not... It's amazing. <laughs> not to credit what we did for the 2019 miles. There's so much more that Mike did that we'll, we'll get into, but... I noticed most of it during that span of time because we saw each other a lot more when we yeah. over that six month span. And even then, I was like, "Man, Mike, you like what?" what I, I think it was maybe your suit for the for James's wedding. But I was like, Shit, "Mike, like that that like that floats on you." Like, I know that. I could have fit two of me in there <laughs> <laughs> at that point. Yeah, and even now, like I I haven't even seen you in like three months or whatever. You are you're stick thin, and it's it's. It's awesome. It's it's good to hear, especially since you know, like you said, you were you know what two hundred and two hundred twenty five pounds, yeah. and like we're we're not going to bullshit ourselves here for for somebody of you know 
what five five eleven that that's probably on the heavier side, especially since you know Steph Curry is uh, you know two hundred ten pounds at six foot three. No, so. no, absolutely. Like yeah. I remember, I remember going to the doctor and it was like that the my BMI like was in the red. Oh crazy. shit! Yeah, and you know, I, I noticed it a lot. It's like you you felt sluggish like mm-hmm. all throughout the day. Never felt like I had enough energy. It was hard to focus. Yeah. Like hard to focus, like when you're just. You're just feeling tired all the time, and then mm-hmm. so you can't really concentrate or focus very well at work. Mm-hmm. So, what the doctor did? The doctor give you specific like guidelines for, like I, I wish he did. Or, or he did. Was he, he just, was just like, like you're yo overweight, fat, yo fat ass, Deal lose some weight, <laughs> <laughs> fix it? <laughs> so, did he give you any resources or? Um, not, not really. I think a lot of a, a lot of it was kind of just self self research, self learning looking into certainly it's a combination of of the exercise that we did all the running that we did um but i think more importantly it was changing changing my diet Mm -hmm. it's 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 amazing and it's kind of scary how quickly like all the calories and everything adds up you know Um, and then so just finding either healthier alternatives to things or just trying to cut back and, and portion control Mm-hmm. It makes a huge difference. So, what was the hardest? Let, I, it, it's kind of a two. Not, I don't want to call it two way street, but it's there's different ways to approach it, right? Like you said, there's things that you cut out, and then there's also things that you can be better at, right? Yes. So, what's the what's the hardest thing that you had to cut out, and why was it hard to cut out? Rice, man. <laughs> rice. What else, man? <laughs> freaking asian house of growing up on rice that's like a staple yeah yeah and that was that was probably the hardest thing because you're talking about like 15 years of eating rice and then cutting it out Mm -hmm. but i think you know starting it started off for me finding a healthier alternative so um quinoa is great um and then eventually just just cutting it out completely and focusing more on eating veggies and just eating more protein meat so is it is it white rice that's really bad for you or it, like can you substitute brown rice and your problems go away? I I've never really looked into this. I, I've I've assumed that brown rice is better just from strictly a blood um, a blood sugar standpoint. And you know I, I'm sure like brown and purple rice it's certainly a healthier alternative to white rice. Mm-hmm. I think it's more. I could be getting this wrong, but I think I think it's more of a complex like carb. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine like it your body like expends more energy to like break it down oh okay yeah what white rice is a complex well white rice is just it's it is not as a complex carb as like brown and purple oh okay yeah thank i don't know i'm not not the nutritionist okay george is nodding his head so i'm assuming that's that's your statement (laughs) you have a voice (laughs) you also have a phd too by the way you you should be talking No, that is that is correct. That is correct. All right. Um, I think brown rice, other kind of color rices, they're like more complex carbs, and they also have less of the what is it? The sugars or something? I forgot what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, but it's white rice is worse for you. Okay. Right. The PhD has spoken. The PhD it's has truth. Mic mic drop. It's truth now. Uh, but so rice was hard to give up. Um, you substitute for quinoa. Uh, anything else that you had to give up? You know, I think uh, soda was very hard. Mm. And even though, like, I I 
at that point, I really had, I, I really wasn't drinking like the regular soda, like Coke. Yeah. But even like Diet Coke, Coke Zero, yeah. it's hard to give up. Yeah, soda. I mean, each one has what, like four hundred calories or something. Yeah, uh, like yeah. It, and it, even even the diet stuff, it's technically zero calories, but yeah. a lot of the the artificial like sugars in the long run just kills you. Yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I think I've talked about this on the pod before, but you know, my my wife is a is very Catholic, and every every Lent, you know, we we are committed to giving something up in the past what four years now i've given up soda during lent which it's is amazing. yeah it, it's hard to do because you know given the choice between giving up soda and beer for the rest of my life or giving up alcohol the rest of my life i would rather give up alcohol than soda like it if wow. there was no if there was no social aspect to either of it like i i could not give up soda so it's like the one thing that i look forward to in life <laughs> and yeah over the years i I've, I've been able to cut back a little bit but still that that's the one thing i i i can't give up so kudos to you i remember i remember once george i was talking about this with uh, you and you're like why do you why don't you just drink water like, <laughs> like fuck you george <laughs> Fuck you and your PhD. I think, I think I think in high school is when I got off soda. Yeah. I used to drink it a lot. And I remember, like I, one time I went back to China and I had to drink soda. So they found me some kind of like fake China brand. It didn't <laughs> taste very good, but I drank it. But um, I think I was like, oh, I want to drop soda. So I just started drinking water for like a month. Yeah. And then it just stuck from then. So from since high school, it hasn't been a problem. Dude, that's uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I just got worse. Like in college, it was like trying to stay up late at uh, night, um, and so it went from soda to Red, Red Bulls. Yeah. Red Bulls, man. <laughs> the pack of Red Bull from Costco. Oh man, I remember I was like doing my grad school, and I was doing yeah. engineering, my master's in engineering, and literally had the twenty-four pack of Red Bull sitting right next to my desk. Oh my god, it was horrible. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like in my in my adult life, I instantly lose respect for people who drink Red Bull like on a constant basis, like, and I also lose respect for people who drink Mountain Dew. Like if if like what adult have you seen drink Mountain Dew? Okay, so funny. So I have a I have a coworker. All he drinks is Mountain Dew. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. No, he, I, I he does not. not. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's crazy because he's. Like, if you look at him, like, hourly, physically, super skinny, super tall guy, but he drinks, like, a six-pack of Mountain Dew every day. It's Holy crazy. shit. Yeah. I think oh he's uh, trying to not have kids. He wants handicapped. I, I, I was going to ask you, because it's like, hey, Mike, how's it going? But it's crazy. Like, I remember looking at the nutritional facts for one can of Mountain Dew. It's like 40-something grams of Sugar? sugar? But that's any soda, though, like in orange juice. If you look at like a a bottle of orange juice, they say like a a serving of that is like 32 or something. It's it's a good amount of sugar in any juice that you buy, which is true, which is why like sugar is not a good. I mean, it's better than drinking soda, but it's not like a like a permanent substitution for drinking soda the same way that like I think unsweet iced tea or like or water. Um, what about, um, like Coke Zero, Pepsi Zero, that kind of stuff? Does that work? You get cancer. You get cancer. Okay. Yeah, you get cancer. Okay. So yeah. hurt yourself in the long run. Yeah. Well, everything gives you cancer. That's true. Doing That's this true. podcast gives you cancer. So. <laughs> <laughs> so take that lifespan. 
how about things that you had to do better? Like things that you were like, you know, obviously exercise was, um, what was a big change and we'll get into that because you weren't just doing the running thing, but, uh, in terms of diet, any things that you actively had to keep in mind when you were prepping meals for the week or, um, go, even planning like dinner events with friends where you like, guys, can we, can we not do KFC this week? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think I, I think the two biggest keys for me was certainly one like portion control. Um, like you can have KFC, you just don't have to have like a three piece, four piece meal like I used to do. Mm. You know, yeah, how do you get full if you don't eat three pieces? Well, and that and that's that's the second key is like I I used to re- just scarf down food. Yeah. And, like, I realized, like, really slowing down mm-hmm. your pace of eating, taking the time to chew, <laughs> yes. surprisingly has an effect. <laughs> well, and, and it makes sense, right? Like, you, you slow down your, your eating. Yeah. And so you give your body a chance to actually, like, process the food, digest the food. Yeah. And then so before you realize it, it's like you're, you're full. Yeah. Versus before, I was like, I literally was scarfed down food. Yeah. And then you get to the point where it's like, you go from being hungry, and then you get to the other extreme of just being, like, stuffed. You're like, how yourself. did I get here? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, those cartoon characters that just, like, you know, open their mouths like Pelican and just, like, drop, like, yeah. you know, a full, like, you know, pot roast in and just close their yeah. mouths. I, uh, I, I'm totally with you there, and... You know, and I think you can tell sometimes with like, um, especially when it comes to eating rice and eating like carbs, like sandwiches, like yeah. when you eat like Subway footlongs, which is like a huge staple of my 20s because it was cheap. It was the only thing under like $10 in New York City that would like fill me up, right? <laughs> so I like I eat footlongs every fucking day and there's like it, just all that bread, like you, you, you just fucking down it because you're so hungry and then you feel like shit right yeah. um and, and i totally agree like you know in hindsight and I, I'm, I'm surprised i never learned this but it was like i really didn't need to eat a whole foot long <laughs> of cured meat like fake bread and like veggies uh so portion control it was and part of that is 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 scheduling right like making time uh for yourself to actually like enjoy lunch and not not rush because lunch was the one meal that I always just went overboard on. And part of it was like, I just want to get back to work. So I get like, get out of here, you know? Um, And I think that's the other like added benefit is like, you know, like go grab lunch with a coworker or somebody else. It's like, it's, it's a lot easier to slow down your pace of eating when mm -hmm. you're interacting with somebody. Yeah. And it's just like, there's, add a benefit to that because you get a chance to know somebody else converse get you know which i feel like we're, we're missing a lot these days with people on their phones it's true it's true i never eat lunch with my coworkers. It is the one thing i like i'm down for happy hour any day but i i do not like eating with my coworkers. Interesting. why is that um i'm a busy ass man bro <laughs> <laughs> no i i think it's just uh part of it is like I'm a little self-conscious about eating. And I don't know how you guys feel this way, but that. but because I um I, I see myself as management at the company, mm-hmm. like I I don't like the idea of like 
eating in front of somebody and somebody like judging like mm-hmm. what it looks like you know and, and it's it's a very very like um vain thing and like very very like maybe it's a little absurd for me to think about myself that way but uh, i kind of look at it as like going on first dates but like when, when you think about like what you eat on a first date with somebody like a i never like going to dinner with somebody on a first date because eating is a very very unflattering thing yeah. Um, by the way, huge tangent on the podcast, but it, I, I always find this very interesting. I love talking about this with people, but like when I go on first dates with people or, or when I do business lunches, there are a lot of things I do not eat. Spaghetti, super awkward, so awkward yeah. because it's like noodles can have the potential of like splattering all over the place. Mm. And when noodles splatter somewhere, that means the sauce splatters and mm. it potentially gets onto gets people's, on, yeah. um, hamburgers eh, like if they're still in one piece it's okay but the moment they fall apart you're like then do you pick up that little piece of meat that fell back onto the plate and eat it individually (laughs) or you know so so it's all these things that whenever i'm eating in front of people i feel like a little awkward about it i hear you like i yeah like if i were to eat if i were in a business meeting and let's say i were to get a hamburger I think I literally would eat it with a, f- a fork and a knife. <laughs> I, would, I don't know. I would feel awkward like picking the thing up yeah. with my hands yeah. and eating it. Yeah, that, that's why I'm like, you know, I'm trying to think like what what is what is a safe like you know business environment meal or like um, uh, or first date meal. And for me, like sushi, I think sushi is so clean, mm-hmm. so yes. neat. Yes, that like and chopsticks. You know, we're Asian, so we we can use them competently. Not. And that's the other problem. like not everyone can. So then you put other people in the awkward situation, right? But um, what's the other thing that I uh, might go to? Uh, <laughs> meatloaf, kind of low class, but it's for the <laughs> night. Like, you're set mashed potatoes. Yeah. Like, even salad. Like, I think salad, as long as it's not too, like, like not too many tomatoes. Because like, mm. tomatoes, sometimes they, like, burst. Like, yeah. You know, a little eye shot straight to the you know with the seed or whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, huge huge tangent about the uh, the life of Mill Wang, but of why he doesn't eat lunch with his coworkers. But, <laughs> but how about meals at home? Do you um, like it, you know you mentioned this before? Like it's not like cut out rice, obviously, but what you cook at home has also changed, right? Yeah, um, even just even just using like different alternatives with like oil. Um, huh. Using like olive oil, using coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Coconut um, oil, is yeah, very never like, healthier it. alternatives compared mm-hmm. to like the the typical like canola oil that you, that you get at the mm. supermarket. Usually, I I have just very simple like simple meals. Costco, Costco is my friend. Mm. You know, just buying everything in bulk, veggies, cutting it up, and just mm. pan searing it. And it's great with some quinoa. It's just delicious. So I feel like Costco veggies go bad really quickly. They do actually. Yeah. Costco fruit is. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, Costco fruit is not worth it. Like I, I do not buy my fruit there. But sorry, quick little wine refill. Appreciate it. I guess one thing I have that I struggle with regards to portion control is, uh, I guess when I was younger and I was growing up, my dad would always be like, "Oh, you should finish the food that's left over." Yeah. So oftentimes I would just try to eat as much as I can to finish whatever's there, and if I order too much. I just eat it. No, I struggle with that too. It's like I, I feel really bad about 
yeah. leaving food unfinished. Yes. And that that just was a a huge like mental yeah. shift for me. Yes. It's like it's okay to like if you go to a restaurant and you order different things, it's okay to not finish. Yes. And just box it, take it to go, eat it yes. the next day. And that's like very related to your subway point because you're like, I have to eat my footlong. I'm not going to leave like a quarter or a tenth left over. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be good anyways. And I'm not going to carry on all day. So I'm just going <laughs> to eat the whole thing. <laughs> Got to get my $5 worth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and that that is a potentially cultural thing, right? right. Where Asian parents, like, I think we're... They, they're especially for you guys you know, you know descendants of you know people who survived the cultural revolution like like resources it's a huge deal for you guys right don't yeah, don't waste anything yeah um, absolutely i remember my, my parents tell me stories like when we're growing up and then like beijing like even getting milk was yes, like super hard impossible. yeah so yeah just growing up you're like yeah don't don't waste anything like yeah. one egg a year yeah <laughs> <laughs> You guys One egg thing? a year? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys heard the thing about the plate. If you don't finish your rice, then your partner's going to have that many, that much acne based on the number of rice. Yeah. yeah. I think I read that in the Joy Luck Club or something. Like that. Like my parents were, were pretty strict about that, too. And the funny thing is, like, looking at it now, like, there, there's so many lessons. Like, our parents thought that they were like, okay, yeah, don't waste anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, like, this will, like, this will be good for you. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, you know, we're sitting here, you know, 30 years later, like overweight with diabetes. And we're like, shit, like mom, dad, I wish you didn't do that. Like, I wish you let us throw that away or compost it or, you know, but yeah, I, I it was all, all good love. I'm sure. Uh, anything else that changed for you? Anything else that uh, outside of running, you know, you, you recently got involved with orange theory, which I think is interesting because I don't, think anyone else out of the group really does that we we're not really involved with anything other than you know tan wind being a spartan so i'm curious to hear about orange theory yeah i mean so so the basic premise behind it is you know it's a 60 minute workout they hook you up with uh with a heart monitor um and it's it's different stations so you spend time you know running on a treadmill rowing on a row machine and then you do like different free weight exercises um, and it's really nice cause they, the heart monitor, it'll, it'll track different heart rate zones that you're in. And the whole idea behind orange theory is their two highest, um, heart rate zones are orange and red. And they say you want to try to spend out of the 60 minute workout, you want to spend at least 12 minutes in the orange or red zones. Um, cause supposedly, um, if you do that for the next 36 hours, you're continuously burning calories interesting yeah it's like hit um, kind of thing yeah the hit the the hit kind of hits what does hit stand for a uh, high intensity high intensity training, training yeah 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 but I, I think the 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 thing i love about it the most is the fact that you're you know you're, you're working out with a group of people yeah. and there's a coach that just motivates you yeah and i think that's one of the things i, I loved about our our running group yeah you know it's like you have, did, did we really motivate each other with our... <laughs> I think this, yeah, we shamed each other. We motivated each other, you know. Motivated. Freaking like every time you see Tam like yeah. pulling out 10 miles, you're like, shit, I got to catch up. <laughs> yeah, we never did. <laughs> Fucking Tam. Um, but the other thing I love about Orange Theory is like it's, it's a good mix of, of cardio 
and strength training. And yeah. the, the strength training part is, is, I think, pretty important to like weight loss. Because mm-hmm. um, the, more, the more muscle that you build, the more calories and everything that you burn. I also heard some people really like orange theory because it's like you're part of a group, like a gang, and you all wear orange, so you get that feeling. Because a lot of people these days want to know what it feels like to be in a gang. <laughs> George, are you what? making this shit up? I think that's, that's the alcohol talking about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's George who's making this shit up. Or a blood. So you're saying we should have made we should have made shirts for the Ewing Bang podcast and that would be cool. We yeah. would have ran four thousand miles in six months. Yeah, we'd have to choose a cool color. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Pink theory. There you go. Yes. <laughs> um, so orange theory. You said it, it's it's still a lot of cardio, or are you like are you doing like douchey things that the CrossFit people do? Or are you guys like define douchey things the CrossFit people do? What's know. an example of that? Like. Well, number one, talk about it like it's the greatest thing in the world. That you you don't do that, which is good for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding about the CrossFit thing. Not not that any CrossFit people listen to this podcast, but but I think they do like a lot of like eight, like I don't want to call it atypical workouts, but it's like workouts where like you're you're easy. You, you you move things, you move your body in different ways that you're not typically used to, and it's like. Like jolts, it's like mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to describe it, but um, but the workouts that you do, it's not like you're not rolling like kegs up hills, you know, while walking backwards or something like that, right? No, like, nothing like that. And I think the the one thing I appreciate about Orange Theory is that um, it, it's really for people of all different fitness levels, and you can choose to challenge yourself however much you want to. Like, so for example, like, um, being on the treadmill, they have different, um, patterns for people who are walkers, for people who are joggers and people who are runners. Okay. Um, and they have different paces that you can follow. Mm -hmm. Trophy wife setting. Trophy wife setting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The ones that go easier on your fake boobs. Um, that's cool. That's good though, because it's not like everyone, like. I think everyone shows up with the understanding that everyone's working at a different Everyone's pace. at a different level, a different yeah. pace, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's just pretty amazing to, to see like the, the transformation that people mm-hmm. undergo. And you said ultimately it's about heart rate, right? It's about getting your heart rate to a certain point. So yeah, what it takes rate, for a person to get there yeah, may, be, may be different, yeah. but I think ultimately you're accomplishing the same thing. And, and I think as far as philosophies for working out, I think that is really a better measurable goal than for, you know, like, for example, like telling Tan to run two miles a day is, it's like a cakewalk for him versus like telling the rest of us to do it where we're like, fuck, I think I can do this. Um, And and I think, you know, I'm sure Tan, nicest guy in the world, will will tell us that, oh yeah, like it was equally beneficial for me as it was for you. Like, the truth is, like, I don't... My heart is weak. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, that, that's really good. I mean, you, you said you're down to 180 pounds, 87 now. Yep. Your goal is to shed the last... The last, like, 10, 15 pounds to get down to the, the 170 range. Yeah, um, yeah and, and the this last, like, 10, 15 pounds is good, certainly going to be the hardest. Um, so one thing I've started recently, I've talked to you guys about, is counting calories mm. and tracking calories. 
How much did we fuck you up on this trip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just not not counting those weekends. That's a cheap weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you know. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you were like one one seventy? When was the last time? Oh man, fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, it might have been fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth grade. Because yeah. I, I remember like I I came here from China and I was like a stick, you know. And then you discover the wonders of American cuisine, McDonald's, <laughs> oh, all those other God. fast food. Yeah. I think after second grade, I just ballooned up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it might have been like second grade the last time. Yeah, I remember like, especially in fifth grade and we were, you know, we were terrible kids back then, I'm sure. But like, we we're like, yeah, Mike's, Mike's a bigger dude. And I, I remember in like ninth grade or 10th grade, and I didn't even know this, this, but I remember you came over to my house once and my dad's like, Mike, like what happened to you? Like, you're so skinny now. I don't know if you remember this, but like, but like my dad was like, like, holy shit. Like what? Like, is Mike on drugs? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Um, but no, purely, dad, purely selfish reasons that drove that. Yeah. I was like, man, I, I want a girlfriend. <laughs> I got to get in shape. Yeah. yeah, no, but huge, like huge transformation. I remember yeah. from sophomore year of high school to yeah. junior year of high yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. I remember a time yeah. in high school that like you, you lost a lot of weight then a lot of weight yeah i used to do uh i remember i'd, I'd go home and then we had a tr- treadmill at home and you just run i just run i would do every day i'd run like four miles and then i made wow. sure i do like 500 sit-ups wow yeah one punch man dude. yeah dude. one punch man. <laughs> yeah Seriously. dude that, that workout is legit yeah oh 100 sit-ups 100 push-ups and and then 10k a 10K, day 10k and yeah. you can't use the air and squats oh man <laughs> some guy on youtube that did that Oh, really? Yeah, there's some Singaporean yeah, yeah, yeah. guy, right? Yeah, he transformed his body. He was amazing. And he's like, oh, you look at me, la. I look like, I look like one punch man, la. <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah, but I remember that. So I, I feel like like ever since like, really high school, it's always just been like grad, like steps down for you in terms of weight, right? It's like you started like way up here and it's like you just consistently continue to drop weight. Um, it's always been really impressive. I, I don't know if there was... A time that you had a, an uptick. I, I don't know if I... Um, I mean, it happened towards the latter years of, of college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's because Berkeley sucked and we, we all hated it. All life. I did was go to the go to the, uh, the, the cafe and get uh, chicken wings or chicken <laughs> strips. really good. Buffalo wings. I don't know if it was necessarily good. good but <laughs> had a lot of points on my meal plan that yeah, I had to use. Of, I mean, freshman year, man. Yeah. You yeah. helped me out a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went to the old dining dining hall and ate as much as I could. I, I think college is like actually really bad. I mean, and luckily we're still in our twenties during that time, so our like metabolisms could still take on a lot. But could could you imagine like living that lifestyle now? Like eating, like staying up late, like eating food, drinking Red Bulls. Like oh my god, I fucking I can't imagine it. I, I noticed it already. Like I, you know, occasionally I'll sneak in the the McDonald's like meal. When I'm eating it, I'm like, oh, this is so delicious. And as soon as I'm done, my body just crashes from all the salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel horrible for like the next day. Mm. Yeah. My toe just starts hurting because you know, early, early, Galt. early onset gout. 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 <laughs> gout. Yeah. Well, anything else? I mean, any other, any other advice? I mean, I, you know, I, I always find weight loss and, you know, like moderation and discipline, all these things very fascinating because I, you know, I 
I lack a lot of those things. And... So there's a show called uh, My 600 Pound Life. Okay. And a lot of those folks, they go and get gastric bypass surgery. Okay. And then they lose weight that way. Okay. Because you mentioned other options. Okay. Thanks, George. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Hey, Mike, there's if you want to lose 15 pounds, you can, you can try this. You there, can... There, there's also... I. Yeah, I listen to LA Sports Talk Radio a lot. They always do advertisements for uh, freeze the fat. Oh, really? You can freeze. The I have fat. no idea. Yeah, you can freeze the fat. Yeah. <laughs> Another alternative. <laughs> I did not know that. How do you freeze the fat? What is like? What is that? I have no idea how they do it. Well, I do know if you gain fat cells, they never die. They only shrink. So once oh. you get big, then they just stay there forever, and they can only get smaller. So is that is that why your skin becomes like? Mm-hmm. Like how flappy. Yeah. It, uh... So George, you might know more about this. I I, I went to a I went to a Taiwanese like um, engineering and science like uh-huh. uh, meetup a couple a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. and the focus this year was talking about like uh, uh, the latest and greatest and break breaking like technology, uh-huh. and they talked about this thing called brown fat, uh-huh. which supposedly like actually uh-huh. burns is a good thing for uh-huh. you. Yeah, so, where it burns uh, calories. I don't know all the details, but I think like Eskimos have higher percentage of brown fat mm-hmm. and it helps protect against the cold and it's like good fat and it's different from this other fat. Yeah. Um, is this a new thing recently or is just a new thing that people discovered or like, or like classified? They figured it out, yeah. They like, figured it out and they're trying to like synthesize it. Uh, so like think about potentially like in the future you get an injection of of brown fat, and you literally could sit at your desk all day and burning calories. Damn. Yeah, I don't know if it like. <laughs> I don't know if it actually works that way, but in calories. theory, it sounds good, right? It's a it's a good fat or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I I, I I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> They'll inject that in all the you know McDonald's hamburgers and all the fat people. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about, Mike? I mean, I. No, I mean, I think just in terms of other like healthy habits I've discovered is like I think the other important one is certainly just making sure you drink enough water every day oh yeah yeah Yeah, I think it's what like 64 ounces at least Mm. of water every day yeah um yeah it's it's I think keeping hydrated I found also helps me keep more focused um improves your metabolism and it's just I didn't I never realized like how little water i got every day until i started tracking tracking calories shameless plug for my fitness pal it's free great way to track calories we're still getting commission from orange theory right oh Oh, sorry yeah Yeah, the eat like bang podcast has legitimate sponsors you've never heard me read advertisements i I, yeah the the one thing i didn't want to ask you about is you know a a year and almost what two years ago now that you you broke your wrist in a in a, in a in a car accident, has that been challenging in terms of like how, as part of your lifestyle, is that something that you that's affected you in anything or? I definitely think so. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you realize how like special life is and how mm-hmm. how quickly it can end. You know, it's like one of those things like you you never expect it, and it's like yeah how little control you have over things you know like we got like, hit head on by, mm. by a drunk driver just driving the wrong way and it was like it wasn't that late at night it was like nine o'clock at night you never would have expected it so i think it certainly changed uh, my perspective on life 
you know, it, it, I think it brought a greater sense of urgency to kind of make every, every moment count. Um, so like for me, in addition to, you know, the diet and the exercise, it's like, Oh, you know, what else have I really wanted to do? in life you know yeah that i was maybe scared or afraid to do before yeah it's like you know what what is there to lose at this point um and so like other things like getting more into you know reading books learning like talking to george george got me into all these different podcasts that have been Mm. really amazing like the Ewing Bain podcast. Like right? the Ewing Bain podcast. <laughs> My God, dude, that's life changing. That's life, life changing. changing. Yeah. 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 But even just like, you know, challenging preconceptions I've had before. Um, you know, having this huge fear of heights uh-huh. and always wondering why. And, you know, like the last year and a half, I've really tried to do things that. Skydiving. Yeah, I want to go skydiving. Yeah. Uh, overcame my, my fear of, you know, Tower of Terror at Disneyland. That was a huge thing for me. That's like where they, um, it, it's a ride you. where you just go up yeah, and down. They drop like you. Yeah, they drop you. Yeah. It's one is, of those things like I would never go yeah. even near that that yeah. ride in the past. Yeah. Um, but, you know, went on it for the first time last summer. Oh, no kidding. And now it's like one of my one of my most favorite rides at Disney. Oh. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's always one of the things that I, like after hearing that you were in an accident, and and I'm sure you didn't you know jump on the treadmill like right right away with your broken wrist or whatever. Right. But I I feel like when I heard about you know you working to lose the weight, I think it it was kind of a part of that whole process, right? That like you know when you talk about how you know there, there was like life is precious. There are certain things that you've taken for granted, certain challenges that you know you wanted to take on that you just didn't set aside time for and you know, ultimately like perspective. It's like, you know, what, what has held me back and you know, why, why can't I do it now? You know, like you, you've been given it, I don't want to call it a second chance, but like for many other people who survived what you did, they, or for many other people who have been through what you did, they didn't get that second chance. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, the hope is your experience will kind of rub off onto me and George Mm -hmm. and, you know, everyone else who's, who's gotten complacent along that same idea and then just think about like sustainability long term i know sometimes like something happens and we like to make changes and react but sometimes we get too focused on the short-term stuff mm-hmm. and then it's really hard to keep that habit going so if you can find sort of like a long-term sustaining change and that can really have a long-lasting impact Dude, this motherfucker's lost 40 pounds in like a year. <laughs> I, th- I think he's on the right path. No, no, no. My, Michael is a model example. Oh, okay. Of it. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. pre- preface with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, this has been fun. Uh, this has been great. Yeah. yeah. Folks, thanks for tuning in for this episode of the Ewing Bane podcast. This is Emil Wang. This is George Wu. This is Mike Jen. Keep, Keep on, on banging. banging.